Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children over the age of 21, welcome back to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are all here joined together for episode 6, and it's going to be a good one for you. Returning again, yet again, are my two co-hosts, Adam and Steve. To my right, as always, Esteban. What's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. So I just had a thought. Yeah? If Iron Fist is the protector of Kun Lun, is... Guy Fieri, the protector of Flavortown? Well, I haven't watched Iron Fist yet. And Sounds like somebody has ruined the storyline already. Yeah. I didn't even know Guy Fieri was in Iron Fist, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you'll enjoy it when yeah. you get, get around to it. I never even watched Luke Cage, so I got some catching up to do. Ugh, way behind. Yeah, I just am not interested in that one. Adam, across from me, what's up with you, buddy? Trying to figure out what the devil you guys are talking about. Do you have Netflix? I do not. Well, there you go. You guys That's talk- your first problem. You guys talking about Pokemans? No. Guy Fieri, Marvel. But, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past a Pokemon wait, to show up wait, in isn't a Guy Marvel Fieri, show. Yeah, he's, he's the real shitty chef, quote-unquote. I don't think you ever call him a chef. I That's think, why I went with quote-unquote. Well, no. the diners, drive-ins, and dives guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, okay, so chef is an actual title that you earn from school. I don't think Guy Fieri's ever gotten that. He's just a cook. He's just a mutton head with a spatula. Yeah, he's just the singer of Smash Mouth with <laughs> or the Deep Fryer. I remember Smash Mouth. Now, here's a question. Does Guy Fieri drink beer on his shows? Um, maybe? I would think so. That other guy, Michael Simon, does. Who the heck is Michael Simon? He won oh. one of the Iron Chef competitions, oh. which he's an actual chef, so you can oh. call him chef. Okay. <laughs> but I, th- he, I believe he has a show called Burgers and Brew or some crap like that. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know who does drink beer on their show? We do. We do. We do. And that's what we've come here to do today, gentlemen. And spring has frolicked in nicely here in Pittsburgh. Frolicked in. Frolicked it hasn't in. You like sprung. That? It is frolicked in. <laughs> it is frolicked in this year. Uh, it was kind of the slow burn. We've had nice weather for a little while now, but I think spring is finally here. And that's a very exciting time for the craft beer industry because it brings upon us many spring beers. It's so time to get out of the doldrums of the porters and the stouts and the, the heavy duties. Shut up and boo. <laughs> so today on the show, our theme is going to be porch rockers and grass choppers. So some nice springtime ales that you can enjoy while you're just sitting around on your porch enjoying the weather or perhaps cutting your grass. Well, maybe not while you're cutting your grass. You better not be doing it while you're cutting your grass. (laughs) Maybe something to look forward to when you're done cutting your grass. I'm I'm thinking operating heavy machinery while drinking alcohol is is not something we should recommend on the show. We shouldn't recommend it, but that doesn't stop people from having cup holders on their tractors. That's true. Yeah, they were put there for a reason. So, Steve, what's the first grass chopper and porch rocker that we're going to be trying today? So, starting out, we've got the Lemon Drop Sun from Southern Tier, and it's a wheat beer brewed with lemons. Coming in at 5.1% alcohol. Uh, It's not a beer I've had before, and I don't think you guys have had either yet. I have never had that beer, but I'm looking to change that today. I have not either, but I have had a beer from Southern Tier called the Hop Sun. It was kind of their hoppy wheat beer, so I'm wondering if this is some type of variation of that. Probably, yeah, if it was a wheat beer, it's probably a variation of that with lemons in it. Is there any uh, indication on the IBUs on that bad boy? Um... Looking, looking, looking. None on the bottle. All right. But uh, I'm expecting a very clear and easy drinker. You really think that's going to be a a wheat beer is going to be nice and clear? It could be. 
We'll see. I mean, I guess we'll have to see when he pours it and it uh, runs down the side of our glasses here and we get to uh, enjoy it, which is the best part. I guess that's not too bad. It's looking pretty clear to me. That is looking pretty clear. Well, the hell with me then. This almost looks, from a first glance, kind of like a champagne almost. I mean, there's a lot of carbonation going on here. There's bubbles coming out of left and right out of the bottom. Not much head. Not saying it's going to taste like champagne, but it kind of looks like it. What was the name of this one A little more golden. The Lemon Drop Sun. The Lemon Drop Sun. On first whiff, you definitely get a lot of lemon up front. A lot of lemon. Yeah, that's like almost lemonade lemon. Yeah. I'm hoping this doesn't taste like one of those lemon drop candies. I hate those things. Oh, yeah. They're gross. They're super cheap candies. They're (laughs) sour and they taste just like shit. So hopefully the beer is the exact opposite of this. But aren't like uh, lemon head... That's another type of those kind of things. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of, lemon head. Maybe it's not a lemon drop. Right, it's got well, the, uh, I think, well, I think there's a lemon drop and there's a lemon head. I think the lemon head is the one where it's the kid that's got a head shaped like a lemon. Yeah. Looks like it's right out of the 1950s. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's way old school of. candy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's an old school candy. I think that's what I'm thinking of, too. I think I just said lemon drop. I might okay. be thinking of the shot. Anyhow, lemon heads, I'm going to give this beer a shot. Hmm. It's not really sour. It's not sour at all. I'm tasting the lemon, but I'm... I'm not getting much of the typical wheat flavor of a beer either. No, I'm no. not sure where they're coming from with the wheat here. Yeah. If they're trying to go for a, a, a wheat or a Hefeweizen angle, I'm not I'm not seeing it. This, to me, almost tastes like a golden ale that's flavored with lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of what I'm getting. It kind of looks that way, too. They're definitely not coming at it from a Hefeweizen. If you were to put this glass down on a bar in a VFW, it would make complete sense. It would, it would look like the kind of beer you'd be getting at a VFW. Yeah, you could trick pretty much anybody into thinking this was, on first glance at mm-hmm. least, <laughs> yeah, that it was a Bud or a Bud Light or something mm-hmm. like that. Interesting. Well, let's continue to enjoy this, and then we'll circle back towards the end of the segment and get some final thoughts. Maybe as it warms up a little bit, as our palates kind of get used to the lemony flavor of this beer, maybe we'll, uh, we'll see how our opinions change at all. But I do have a question for you guys. Sure. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with Guy Fieri. That's good. If you were at a happy hour, mm-hmm. would you purchase this beer after a first taste? Would this be something you would enjoy at a happy hour? Well, I don't know. That kind of depends on what kind of happy hour I'm at. Uh, the reason I say that, uh, I've been to a couple of happy hours in my day, as one tends to do. And uh, there have been situations where, yeah, this would be completely appropriate for it. I know in a couple places that I like to go to, they have a nice outdoor area. So I think this would be a good outdoor beer. What about you, Steve? Um, would you t- would you take this at a happy hour? Well, let's see. It depends. If I hadn't had it before, that's a definite that I'd probably go for it, and that's because I'm a big fan of Southern Tier beers. So if I'm going into a happy hour and they've got a all tap special going, where all the taps are say half off or something, or three bucks off or something like that, I think I'd definitely shoot for this beer to see what it's like. Okay. So let's let's talk about that a little more. We've all enjoyed a good happy hour, and I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. But let's talk about what truly makes a good happy hour and why it's important to craft beer. Well, I think Steve hit it right on the on the head of the nail there. Uh, if you've got good specials that are across the uh, the tap line, where it's all half off or it's all three dollars off or something like that, where you can go and you can kind of investigate a little bit, try something you wouldn't normally try, I think that makes a much better happy hour than just a, a, a normal one where, okay, it's two and a quarter for a Bud Light during all 
pirate games. Yeah, and I think I think that's the key. Is right, it has to be on the craft beer because think about it, two two twenty five for a Bud Light really isn't even that good of a deal. So if that's the special. I don't know. I don't know if that person's even going to get me down to the bar. They're it's all about not. the selection. They're probably not. Even if it's like a special on craft beer, because I know there's a couple places they do specials on specific breweries. I kind of like it when all taps are on special. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big selling point to me. For example, industry that has locations in Robinson and um, Lawrenceville of the Greater Pittsburgh area. <laughs> they uh, you know, they do three dollars off on their taps for happy hour. And that's a great place to go and discover new beer because it's like 60 to 70 taps. And they're constantly rotating. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, something that has a great selection, something that has good prices. And, I mean, for me, it's all about, you know, what that specific bar is. Like, for you, it said industry was a big one for you. I mean, Pittsburgh has so many craft beer bars. But I tell you, aside from the bars... Another thing that I've noticed around Pittsburgh is a lot of the breweries themselves do happy hours, and they give people an opportunity to come in between, usually it's 5 to 7 or 6 to 8 or sometime after work when people are usually right around quitting time, and uh, try some of their beers for a lower cost, which is really nice too. It's a nice draw, especially with how many craft breweries are in Pittsburgh right now. It's a great way to get people to come and try their specific beer. And there's more coming. Yeah, that's there really, is. <laughs> yeah, that's really smart on their part because I mean you have to compete with bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sam, if you had to make a call and you had to go to one place for a happy hour in the Greater Pittsburgh area, where would you go? So for me, my my favorite happy hour spot out there is in the South Hills on Bower Hill Road, and it's a very little spot called the Corner Pub. And the Corner Pub is one of my all-time favorite happy hour spots, and really one of my all-time favorite bars. And the thing that I like about The Corner is they do a happy hour every day, Monday through Friday. And every day, it's $3 craft beers. And that's on their whole draft list. And they're a bar-like industry. They don't have quite that many taps, but they usually have about 15 things going at one time. And it's constantly rotating. And any day, uh, I think Monday through Thursday, it's 6 to 8 is their happy hour, which is great because some people don't leave work at 5. And on Friday, it's 4 to 8. So you have four hours of happy hour, which essentially <laughs> yeah, gives a, you time to drink their entire board for three bucks a beer. That's a big, solid chunk of time. <laughs> Huge chunk of time. And trust me, I've take, taken advantage of that time many times. <laughs> Sometimes I'll stroll there 4.30 on a Friday. won't leave till about 8.30. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a great little pub. They got uh, free darts there. They have a pool table. and But, I mean, the draw is really the price and the beer selection. Yeah. I think, well, also, they're not like a bar bar. They're just specifically beer, aren't they? They are. They are a bring-your-own-food establishment, a BYOF, if you will. But, yeah, they don't serve food there. They have The most they serve is the pretzel sticks they set up on the bar <laughs> yeah. for their patrons to eat. But, yeah, they focus solely on beer. They don't have wine. They don't have liquor. All they serve in there is craft beer. That's I, it. I <laughs> right. really like that. I think that's a, that's a good way to go. Yeah, that's a really focused place. Steve, where would you go if you had to go? If you had to pick one last happy hour place, where would you go? See, I initially I already mentioned how I like industry, but I honestly would probably pick Mad Max. Okay, yeah. Because part of Mad Max is in all of its various locations. <laughs> and this even kind of harkens back to my days at PSU with uh, yes. those specials. Yes. <laughs> they do half-off drafts. They have a pretty good rotating board as far as craft board. They usually craft, have about two yeah. dozen on tap yeah. at any one time. It's not, it's not necessarily as um, big as industry, but they have a pretty good 
draft list. They also have food specials, too. And considering their food's pretty good, you know, that's a good reason to go there. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, the one that you and I like to frequent is the one in Robinson. Right. And on Friday nights, that usually has a pretty good crowd. Which, to me, is, a, is another thing that helps out with the, the happy hour aspect, is a lot of times you want to go out, have a beer, but you also want to be out in and amongst the people a little bit. You want to go out and you want to relax with those people. You don't necessarily want to go to some old man bar where there's one guy sitting there, and you're just sitting in the dark drinking by yourself. You want to go out, you want to be social, you want to be active a little bit, and that's a really good place to go, because it has that social aspect as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like, you're talking about, like, a dirty old smoky bar. Yeah. Like, that's not how... It's called Rick's or something like yeah, that. That's not exactly how a lot of people want to unwind. You want to <laughs> unwind with friends. You don't want to unwind with some dude with a bad eye. Right. Telling you stories about the war. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, let's face it, guys. Drinking alone at a bar is drinking alone at a bar, whether you have a happy hour special or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to drink alone at a bar, you might as well drink alone at home. <laughs> yeah. It'll be cheaper, <laughs> even more so than a happy hour special. Absolutely. So what about you, Adam? What's uh, what's your happy hour of choice? So where I, I want to go versus where I go to the most are actually two completely separate places. Uh, the place I would like to go to the most is Fatheads down in the south side on Carson Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them, it, for me personally, they have one of the best happy hours. It's half off all of the Fatheads brewed beers. Um, they have a very good selection of their own beers. I'd say they run at least... A dozen taps of their beers. Plus, they have others, other uh, microbreweries, local right. beers, things like that. But for their happy hour special, everything that they have that they brew is half off. And they brew some damn good beer there. Yeah, they do. I love Fathead's beer. And not only is the Fathead's beer good, the Fathead's food is good, too. Yeah, absolutely. Those sandwiches are ooh, something else. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, the head witch. Oh. Yeah, that'll make you cuss. <laughs> yeah, well, Pittsburgh slopes. <laughs> yeah, the, ni- the nice thing about... Uh, Fatheads, too, though, is a lot of their uh, beers there are ones you wouldn't necessarily find at other bars. Not so only, there's there's incentive to actually go there to get yes, their beers. and not only that, um, a lot of the beers that are bottled, the, they serve there as well. Yeah, so you can really get a nice selection. Yeah, yeah Fatheads really is great. Yeah. I might go down there right after we're done with this show. I'm okay <laughs> with that. We should all go. <laughs> which is, go for happy hour. You're buying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I always buy. <laughs> So the place I, I frequent the most uh, is is one of two places, and they've already been discussed. It would either be Industry uh, in Robinson yeah. or the Mad Max in Robinson. Uh, both have fantastic beer selections. Uh, the food selection is really good. It's always a good crowd there on a Friday night. It really is. And I, I don't believe I've ever been disappointed walking out of either of those places. Yeah, me either. And that's the thing. When you have such big tap lists, you'll find something. Yeah, you'll find something, and I, and that's I think that's really important for people who are going out into Pittsburgh into the craft beer scene, is that there's so much on a lot of these tap lists that you're bound to just be able to try something that you never had. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think that's one of the most important things about happy hours in relation to craft beer is giving people that choice. And when you think about it, I mean, some of these beers we drink, you might be paying on a normal day seven, eight, nine, even upwards of ten bucks, depending on the beer, for a draft. Yeah. And that draft might not even be in a sixteen-ounce glass; it could be in a snifter or a tulip or something, depending on the beer. And this gives people an opportunity to really try this stuff at a much lower cost. Yeah, we don't so, break the bank. We don't make doctor money. Yeah, exactly. If you're not sure if you're into things like gosés or different sours 
sours or session ales or IPAs and stuff like that, this Happy Hour gives you that chance to try something out and kind of refine your taste a little bit. And if you don't like the beer, you're out a couple of bucks. Yeah, it's only so a couple. It's only a couple bucks as compared to a ten dollar tulip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You might not settle for an. $8 lemon drop sun when you can settle for a $3 Mississippi mud. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I have no idea if the lemon drop sun is, is 8 bucks, but probably I not. I highly <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's happy hour. We'll, um, we want to know, we want to hear from you, Pittsburgh. We want to hear, well, not just Pittsburgh, from anywhere. What, what makes a good happy hour? If you know any good happy hour spots around the city, feel free to email them to us, you know, after the show. Let us know where we should, uh, we should be checking out. You know what we could uh, we could start talking about now. What's that? Uh, this beer from Southern Tier. Yes, we could talk about that beer. Can we do it without a rhyme though? Lemon yes. Drop Sun is number one. See what see what I started. Drinking this beer is so much fun. Damn it! I'm not finding the production to make that work. <laughs> <laughs> this I, I'm only wrapping that because look, I called out Ludacris in episode two. He hasn't gone back to me yet. Maybe he's going to start with a higher numbered episode, like episode six, and listen to this and be like, wow, Sam, he's got some mad rhymes. You got like that man a millionaire. You got to engage the audience to let Ludacris know. Oh. Yeah. What's his What's his audience? Are they called something? You know, like Lady Gaga has the, the little lunatics. monsters. Are they the, the lunatics? Are they the lunatics? Well, I mean, he had the saint lunatics. That was Nelly. That was Nelly. Oh, what? That yeah, was Nelly. Sure. I don't want Nelly fans reaching out to me. I want Ludacris what's fans. What's wrong with Nelly? Oh, Nelly's he's scraping the bottom of the barrel oh, these days. Oh, don't you come at me with that. Come on, he's run out of Band-Aids for his face. Country <laughs> <laughs> grammar? You can't deny that. Get one song. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a, a that's a like, song. Air Force Ones, I can keep going all day. Oh, there was more than one song. Let's talk about this beer. These these early 2000 rappers are just too good to talk about. We could dedicate a whole segment to this. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know shit about that. So let's not. move on. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do you think of this beer? You've poured yourself a little more, so you must kind of like it, right? I do kind of definitely sort of a lot of like it. <laughs> that was a roller coaster of emotions. I know, and that's kind of how I feel about it. It's not, I don't know, it's not super flavorful when it comes to the lemon flavor, but it's something that definitely, like, on second taste, you know, as in burping. <laughs> it is, but I it think, comes, I, think one of the, I think one of the things that has kind of ruined us on lemon and beer is the shandies. Yeah. And this is not meant to be a shandy. No, no, it really so isn't. So when, whenever I think lemon and beer, I think of a Lining Kugel summer shandy, and it's just a, just a lemonade with alcohol in it. Well, not just shandies, but also sours. Sours, yeah. Sours come Rattlers. hard. Yeah. Sours come hard with the sour flavor, and that's not here. No, it is not. And that's okay. Yeah, no, it's really okay, because this is just kind of a down the middle. This is a this is a good wind down beer. Yeah, it is, and I think it perfectly fits what we're looking for as far as porch rockers and grass jobbers. Mm-hmm. It, this is a this is a wind down chill out beer, and I'm thinking you could give this to anybody. I would we uh, would we consider this a gateway beer? Maybe maybe it's like a second or third attempt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A little bit past the gateway. A little bit. <laughs> Sam, thoughts? So I I like that this beer does taste like beer and not shandy. I was a little disappointed it didn't taste a little bit more like a hefeweizen. I, I do enjoy those weedy flavors in my beer, especially when they're mixed with lemon. Um, you know, overall I don't hate this beer. Uh, but like you said, Adam, what I might do is I might take one of these if, you know, I was buying a six-pack and I'd put it all the way down at the bottom of the cooler. So after I got through everything else that I'd probably want to drink first, I could really wind down with this and just kind of chill out with it. So uh, it's not my favorite, but it's decent enough. So you wouldn't put it at the bottom of the cooler because you hated it and you had to drink it? You just kind of planned ahead knowing that this is your wind-down beer. This is... 
Exactly. Yeah. This is you, the the closing scene. The closing scene. That's that's what it is for me. Yeah, it's 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 not as light as I expected, but it's still good, and it's not as sour or lemony as I expected, but it's still good. So they they tried to describe something that it wasn't, and it still turned out good. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That sums it up. I had different yeah. expectations, I guess is all it is. <laughs> all right, so that's the Lemon Drop Sun from Southern Tier. I uh, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, Southern Tier is a great brewery. They uh, they make a lot of good beers. So give it a shot. Sit on your porch. Cut your grass with it. Cut. No, don't cut your grass with it. Well, yeah, I guess you would need the lawnmower to cut the grass. Unless you got some sort of wizardry that I don't know about. I mean, <laughs> Drink it after you cut your grass. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> All right. So while you guys go hunt down the lemon drop sun, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back at you. Friends of Craft Beer, we're here with you, and I have a very, very special surprise for everyone. But before I do that, I want to take you all down a special trip down memory lane about two weeks ago at this point to a little place that resides in Enola, PA. It's about 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. Place I like to call Pizza Boy Brewing Company. You just can't get enough of that place, can you? I like to call it that because that is exactly what it's called. (laughs) I like to call it that because that's its name. (laughs) And I have found the perfect Pizza Boy springtime beer to bring onto this podcast today. I'm I'm scared to see what what you brought. Or you should be very excited because I said it's a springtime ale. This is a perfect ale for drinking right after you mowed your lawn right after you did some yard work in the summer. It's a great beer to just relax on your porch with. Probably not going to want to drive after it, but a good beer to relax on your own porch with. What is it? Okay, so what we're going to be drinking next is the Archangel. And this is a uh, beer, like I mentioned, from Pizza Boy Brewing. And this beer is an Imperial IPA. Oh, God. Well, hold on a second. This beer is brewed with peaches. And peaches, as we all know, are a nice late spring, early to late summer treat. Because who doesn't love a good peach, and especially a good peach in a great beer, such as an IPA. Alright. Now this this beer is a little bit on the stronger side. It comes, a little bit, okay. <laughs> it comes in at about 13%. Jeez. But before you go off on me and say, oh, this isn't a springtime beer, I don't want to drink this, this is going to get me hammered, it might get you a little drunk, I'll say that. However, you know what else goes very nice on, you know, your porch uh, after a long day in the yard. What? Nice glass of wine. Or how about a little sangria? Okay, I mean, yeah, I'll go with I, that I sangria. Now, wine, about 12 to 13% ABV. And sangria, really, it can go as high as you want, depending on the amount of vodka you want to put in it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's my logic. It's the same as wine, and it's made with peaches. So it's a springtime beer, and we're going to drink it right here on this show. Yeah, but they never had a Catalina IPA mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the IPA part might be detracting from your your theory here. Uh, It may, but let's give it a shot here before we uh, knock it too much. I don't think we have a choice. Oh, no, we don't have a choice. 
This is this is the next beer on the lineup for today, so we got to drink it. <laughs> we don't have a choice because we don't have another beer. <laughs> yeah, it's either this or nothing, guys. So let's enjoy this peachy springtime ale from Pizza Boy Brewing. Well, I can smell the peaches. There's no doubt about that. It's got a very very nice color to it. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, those peaches hit me right in the nose. Oh yeah. Yeah. They smell like good peaches too. Yeah. Got a good haze to it. Yeah, it's got a decent, yeah, decent haze, decent carbonation. Yeah, but I could, a little I could bit still, of head on that. I can still catch the hops coming through the peaches. Well, you should. This is an imperial IPA at thirteen percent, but hopefully, hopefully the peach flavor will kind of neutralize some of that hoppiness for you. It smells like the hops are just kind of sitting under a bed of peaches. Yeah, that's what I'm smelling. That's what I'm scared of. I just well, like the color of this beer. It just is kind of like an orangish gold. Very pretty. Well, may as well drink it. <laughs> we may as well. Let's give it a shot. See what it tastes like. Yeah, don't sound like you're in a prison camp or anything. <laughs> Might as well drink it. Mm. Mm. I don't really taste the peaches at first taste. I don't know if it's a little too cold here. What do you guys think? <laughs> I I got a little bit of peach flavor, but... And then you got socked in the mouth? Well, yeah, no, I definitely got socked in the mouth with the hops. Huh, I gotta go back. <laughs> I was gonna say, that was a very, very unique first taste of this beer. Adam's making faces over there, so it looks like he likes it. Adam's making struggling noises. I know. You would think we literally swapped his pizza boy out for a hurricane that was left over from when we did that trivia. I might be willing to do that. Oh, please. It's not that bad. Come on. I don't even think it's bad at all. Yeah, well, your tongue's broken. I just have a refined palate. I can't come down one way or the other on this. I just keep drinking it. I'm gonna. I'm going to hold my analysis on this until the very end of this segment. Well, now hold on, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, bring something to your mind. Sure. If you were to rate this beer on Untapped. Okay. At first taste, right now, what would you give it? Two. 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 Sam, what are you thinking? I mean, I honestly might need a few more sips to give it a good rating, but I would say right now I'm split right in the, right down the middle, and I'm going three. Okay. I, I'm kind of in that same area, too, of a, you know, like a 2.5 or a 3. I'm not quite sure. But uh, I think this brings up one of our favorite apps, Untapped, because where else are you going to put your beer ratings? On the go. On the go. It's not going to be Beer Advocate, that's for sure. Yeah, no. People aren't <laughs> using pen and paper anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to mail my beer reviews to all my friends. Well, so, why not? Because Maybe I, I have, like getting correspondence. Uh, because I have Untapped, and everybody can see what I think about beers. When we're talking about Untapped, I think one of the things people should know, if you're not a user, what Untapped is, is a place where you can go and get your beer, and you can rate it, and you can put a little blurb about it. You can tell people where you've had it. You can share photos. You can look for beers, even. That is true. That's a really nice feature of Untapped. Yeah, and that's one of the newer features that have come with the 3.0 update, I believe. There's a lot of location-centered uh, functionality now. There is, yes. Where yeah, there's can, that button where you can just hit find it. Exactly. And it'll search a certain radius. That you can dictate. You can go five miles, you can go 50 miles. If you want to go road tripping. You can go road tripping and take an afternoon find, drive to find your find, beer. You, know, you can hunt down you where people found it, which is really cool. Exactly. And so one of the important things, though, is it works off the community and off the users. So when you're drinking a beer, and perhaps it's a rare beer or it's not a not-so-rare beer, but if you check in a location, that puts it into the untapped system to let other people know where you Uh found it. I did not know that. Yeah, and untapped will even tell you the last time somebody found that beer. Hmm. So not too long ago, I just kind of was on the hunt, and I looked to see where the KBS had been. 
it, oh, that, if, if it had been. That just came out, I think, last weekend or yes. something? Yes. I believe it was yeah, Friday just within, or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, just within the last week or so, it did get its wide release. But before that, there was a couple days where it was down at the industry in Lawrenceville. Ah. And somebody had checked it in. Did you go down and check it out? Well, no, it, I, it was already a couple days after oh, I so had was, looked. Oh, <laughs> so there was no way it was still there. The KBS doesn't last long anywhere. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm going to ask a real rookie question. Yeah, but What does KBS stand for? Kentucky Bourbon Stout. Aha! Okay. And it is the uh, Kentucky Bourbon version of the Founders Breakfast Stout. Gotcha. And it's actually called Kentucky Breakfast Stout, uh, not Kentucky Bourbon Stout. Exactly, whatever. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now. But it's made with bourbons. In the Kentucky like style. Bourbons. In the Kentucky style. Kentucky style. <laughs> Kentucky style. And they even have something that's even more rare that I have yet to even see anywhere near Pittsburgh. The only place I've actually seen it on Untapped as people have checked it out at the Founders Brew Pub up in Michigan mm-hmm. is the CBS, the Canadian Breakfast Stout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the same beer, but it's also now aged in not just bourbon barrels, but aged again in maple syrup barrels. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's I've heard a killer. it's amazing, but it's very, very limited. It sounds More to me than, like we might have to take a road trip. I believe so. Go to the mitten. It'd be worth it. That would be worth it to try that. Yeah, that's definitely probably a 4.5 star, if not 5 star beer. (laughs) So, one of the things you can look for uh, when you're doing Untapped, per se. (laughs) When you're you're doing the app. When you're doing the app. I sound like an old man. like an old man. (laughs) But when you're doing the app. What's it done on the Facebook? You can also collect badges on there as well. And if you ever used Foursquare, Foursquare was a place that, or Foursquare was an app where you could check in places. Then you could become, like, the mayor of that place. Right. With Untapped, you can't really become the mayor of places, but you can compete, almost, against your friends as you rack up different badges for... You can check in different styles. You can get badges for different places you drank. Different times of the day. Yeah. They even have special badges for holidays and special beers that come out. So it's Basically, a, you can get virtual badges for everything. You could be a Boy Scout all over again. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> So when you go badge hunting like that, it kind of almost leads you down roads to check in beers that you wouldn't normally have. And I know that I have been down that road myself. Yeah, like at this point, I'm almost tapped out as Ah. far as... (laughs) I'm almost tapped out when it comes to like stouts and heavies and things. I can't get any more badges in that. So that was something that we we talked about. I believe it was episode three when we were at the Pittsburgh Beer Fest. Mm-hmm. was one of the, not problems, but one of the issues we were having was a lot of the beers that were there, we had already had, we had already tried, we had already right. checked in. So right. it, it made our quest a little more difficult to try to find new beers. Well, not difficult, but focused. Focused. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, it made things more fun. Right. That's for sure, because you could kind of weed out, not weed out, but you could kind of bypass what you had already had. You already knew it was about, yeah, it's good, but I want to try something different. Exactly. And that that is one of the beautiful things about this app is... If you've had it before, you don't necessarily have to go after it again. You can go try something different. And the fact that it catalogs it for you, know, you know that you've had it before. And so you, you like don't. It or not. Yeah, so you don't have to go after it. I know before I had the app that I have run into issues where I've seen a beer on, on a tap list and I, I had no idea if I liked it or not, if I had had it, anything like that. But with this app, I know, okay, I had this two and a half years ago. It was okay. Yeah, I might get it. I might get something else. I mean, speaking as a person who's in 
the 1,000 unique beer club, mm. I can attest to the fact that I can barely fucking remember <laughs> <laughs> what I've drank last week. Steve can barely remember what we had on the first segment of this show, let I, alone 1,000 beers. I can't remember that the St. Lunatics <laughs> <laughs> aren't, aren't, Nelly fan, or aren't ludicrous fans. Well, they uh, might be. They might be mm. ludicrous fans as well. I mean, they had to jump ship because Ludacris is still popular. Nelly, not so much. Nelly is actually touring this summer with Florida Georgia Line, who is a country group. So Nelly's on a country tour. That's how desperate he is. You ever think Flo Rida might hook up with Florida Georgia Line and just be Flo Rida Georgia Line? That's cool, Jerry. That's Gold. smart. Man. <laughs> Let's make that happen. Yeah. You gotta, we got to get them to have that idea. Maybe we can tag them in the show so I, that they I can think hear this, that. We, we need to start a Twitter campaign. Yeah, Twitter... Instagram. They can come out with like they can come out with a song that's like a has its own dance, and you can do the flow rided Georgia line dance. Oh my god! It just keeps getting better. We just keep building. Would we just? I'm printing money. I'm printing money. Would we just consider that hip hop? Oh hip hop! Oh man, this is great. I might actually go see some of this stuff when it's released. Why? Wasn't wasn't that Cowboy Troy? Yeah. Hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's still making money. Anyway, to trapezoid back to Untapped. Um, is there anything else that you guys find important or fun when you're uh, on your hunts? I mean, I think it's just for me to be able to see what my friends are drinking, number one, and to see what they think about different beers. So when I see Adam rate all those IPAs very low, it makes me want to try them because I know that he's wrong. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Yeah, so that actually helps me decide what I do want to drink. That's fair enough. And if he's writing a Hefeweizen pretty well, I'm going to seek it out. And that's yeah, that is one of the things because I know with you with your heavy beers, your your porters, your stouts. That's one some that is something that I look at. Yeah. To see if you liked it because you've got a pretty good knowledge on those types of beers. Right. And if I rate one low, there's might, a reason behind <laughs> it. You might avoid it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think that's a pretty good social aspect, especially if you know your friend's kind of beer taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoy is the locations tags mm-hmm. and the location badges. Specifically, uh, and this is one that I kind of got into a little bit ago, is the tailgater badge, mm-hmm. uh, which goes to all of the different arenas, different stadiums, sporting events. And so I can kind of track what stadiums I've been to, what arenas I've been to. For some reason, I just really enjoy that. Well, I mean, that's pretty helpful. I mean, a lot of people go on arena in you know, baseball stadium tours and stuff. And that is so if you can my, pair that with your beers, that's that's a damn good idea. That is, that is one of my goals is to have a beer in every single baseball stadium in America there and Sky Dome in Canada. They can come along too. <laughs> so as you can see, there's a lot of functionality that goes along with Untapped, and there's uh, a great number of things you can do. Again, the best thing I can suggest is to start using the location functionality so you can start finding all those beers that everybody raves about. And maybe you, too, can find the KBS sometime <laughs> here in Pittsburgh. And if you do find it, let us know. If you want to follow us on Untapped and find the beers that we're drinking, uh, you can follow me at Hop the Jewels. That's a good name. I've said it before. I'll say it again. That's a good name. You can follow Sam at beers underscore out underscore four underscore Harambe. Timestamp. That's a timestamp. <laughs> Absolutely. But hey, you gotta drink those beers for Harambe because he can no longer drink them for himself. Uh, uh, poor Harambe. For me, uh, very simple. AMR two six zero. Come Boring. find me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's timeless. 
I guess. It is. I guess. You two nerds are 2000 late. You could always change it. You know where I heard Hop the Jewels was running to? Where? They were running to Enola, Pennsylvania. Because they heard of this brewery there <laughs> called Pizza Boy. And they were actually in Harrisburg. And they heard Enola was only 10 minutes outside of that place. So they decided to run there. And when they got there, they got the Archangel, which is the Imperial IPA with peaches, which just so happens to be the same beer that we're drinking right now on this show. So let's circle back there. What do you guys think? Adam Adam finished his first, so he probably really enjoyed this one. So let's start with you. He may even be ready for a little more. You would be wrong. There's plenty in this 16-ounce can. You can go ahead and have it. It's uh, a pounder. I, I, I powered through it, kind of like whenever you... Uh, Whenever you get your entree and you have the, the little bit of sprouts sitting there on your plate, you know you got to eat it, so you eat it first just to get it out of the way. That's exactly what I did here. I didn't like it. I'm not going to like it. Keep going. Uh, I, I'm so I'm still torn on it. I just don't, I don't get it. I'm not getting... No, a, I don't get it either. <laughs> I'm not getting a lot of the peach flavor. And I, I guess it's another case of like, having expectations, and they're not being met. Especially, I can't imagine who would have built those up. Well, I'm looking it, at you, Sam. Especially because of the the incredible peach nose on it. Like, there's so much peach nose on it that you really expect to get a lot of peach flavor. Um, but you didn't get it. No, but I didn't. It, but it didn't deliver that way. And, and to me, it didn't have that big, huge hop taste to it either. It had, yeah, I mean, it had a, enough hop. It, it was hoppy, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a sledgehammer. Mm, no. I'm I, curious to see what type of hops they used in here, because I know what you're saying, and usually when you have, like, I think it might be like the Simcoe hop or something, it kind of tastes a little more pine coney, if you yeah. will. Uh, there's other hops that do that, too, but I'm, I'm definitely tasting the hops in this beer. And when you have these big, boozy beers like this, the hop flavor, it almost tastes a little bit different. It's not as, not as doesn't taste like you're, you know, chewing on a stick or no, something. No, you no, know no. I mean? Yeah, it's 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 much more like earthy yeah, in the it's way. Yeah, earthy and boozy. Yeah, it's not like a it's not like a citrus hop that has those citrus notes. And I I don't know. I'm just not. It, it's too much to power through to be like a relaxing beer for me. I agree. It does, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it, but I just don't feel like it fits the kind of thing that we're talking about today. Yeah, you can't just sort of relax with this beer. Yeah. You kind of have to pay attention to it. Yeah, and yeah, you got to pay attention to it. It insists on itself. <laughs> wow. Here's what I would Are you prob- saying it's shallow and pedantic? Shut up. <laughs> Here's what I would probably recommend for this beer if you're uh, if you're, you know, find yourself drinking it this this spring or this summer. I would actually find some really good peaches at a farmer's market, and I would cut up those peaches, put them in a bowl, and dump this beer over top of them, and just let them soak in the peaches. Then, you're going to have boozy peaches, and you can drink the beer when you're done, and it's going to have a much higher peach flavor to it. How about that? No. Or, no. or you could just make a peach cobbler and have it with your dessert. I feel like the sweetness of a peach cobbler might offset kind of the hard booziness of this. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just have the peach cobbler as the dessert? You can have it with dessert. You pair other beers with your dinner, 
How, do you not know how to eat? <laughs> yeah, peach cobbler's last. Where exactly. You pair other beers with your dinner, and then you pair this with your dessert. You should have at least five to six beers through every dinner. See, I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you not know this? Oh. How do you oh. not know this stuff? This is this is basic day one shit. I'm terrible at this Isn't game. that why you buy a six-pack so you have to drink them all with one meal? Duh. <laughs> Gosh. Man, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. Yeah. That explains so much. Just ask anybody. I mean, you know, I'm sure our listeners know this. Come on, you're a host. All right, this is the end of the Archangel Imperial IPA with peaches from yes, Pizza it Boy. Is. I'm sure at some point we will explore another Pizza Boy beer here on this show. I uh, can't imagine why we wouldn't. I can't imagine who would bring it. <laughs> hey, you know me and Pizza Boy. There, we're uh, we're very good friends. <laughs> And, hey, their, sl- their slogan fits me perfectly, pizza, beer, happy. So, if you want to be pizza, beer, happy, everybody, get some pizza, boy, during this next break. We'll be back at you here shortly. we got one more segment and one more spring beer to try. Stay tuned. craft beer fans we are back at you here and we have one more segment for you and that means one more beer to drink now i'm saddened to say that this beer is not from pizza boy brewing company and i'm not going to drag on about where it's from and you know how that place is only 10 minutes outside of harrisburg i'm just going to turn it over to adam to introduce the third beer of our segment so i am happy to say that this beer is not from pizza boy brewing Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not from Enola, Pennsylvania, and it is not from 10 minutes outside of Harrisburg. It is none of those things, and I am happy to say that. What this is, is this is actually a blueberry beer uh, from a little microbrewery in Newport, Rhode Island, called Newport Storm. Uh, it is Rhode Island's microbrewery. Uh, that is their slogan. Not necessarily true anymore. They uh, have populated out a little bit more. Biggest little state in the union. They now have about, I'd say... 10 to 12 microbreweries in their state. Ooh, um, whoop-dee-doo. I know, I know. Um, but it is it is one of the cornerstones of the uh, craft beer industry uh, in Rhode Island. So let's crack this bad boy open. So this is, we're drinking one from the OG, is the what you're OG, saying. The OG, that okay. is correct. I mean, I have no idea if this is true or not, but given how small the state of Rhode Island is, they may have the most breweries per square capita in any of any state in the country. I, I don't do. think that's true at I all. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think uh, we're actually pretty close because we were on a list of most beer, uh, most bars. Pencil, per- I'm talking about the whole state of Rhode Island. Well, like, I know. I'm just Pennsylvania saying. Pennsylvania doesn't yeah. have that many breweries in comparison. Like, there's a ton in Pittsburgh, a ton in Philly, and then a bunch in between, but... Pennsylvania's a big state. And we're a big state, but I still think we might have Rhode Island beat, and even more than that, I bet Michigan and Wisconsin blow us out the water. Oh, Wisconsin, no doubt about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Michigan, I'm pretty sure they're blowing us out of the water as well. Right. So, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to... Let's not worry about those big states. Let's worry about the little one. Okay. Let's, let's, let's take he a look at He is a little the, feller. He is a little feller, but it is a fantastic state. Uh, so this is the Newport Storm. This is their blueberry beer. Uh, what I'm seeing here is a very nice, clear-looking beer. Uh, 
a little bit lighter than what we had with the Southern Tier with the Lemon Drop. The carbonation is pretty good. It's a little, little lighter on that side. A little bit of head retention, but not too much. Yeah, not as carbonated as the uh, previous two beers. I will say uh, that on the on the nose, you can definitely tell that it is a blueberry beer. Yeah, yeah those blueberry flavors are coming right out. I got that right away. Hopefully, it's not as disappointing as the Pizza Boy was. Hopefully, it delivers on the taste. Well, uh, there's only one way to find out. I will say, all three of these beers that we've tried today on the show, they have really really had that fruity nose that you would be looking for in a springtime beer. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's nice to be able to come out of the winter, get into what you can consider, you know, your growing season so you can have that fruit smell. It it, it, it awakens the senses a little bit that you can kind of get back into it. Yeah, at very it least really all three beers have smelled like springtime. They certainly <laughs> have, so let's give this one a shot. Mm, okay, I'm definitely getting the blueberry flavor as well. Yeah, yeah, I am as well. It's not... It's, it wasn't overpowering for me. No. But it's there the it's, whole way through. It's there the whole way through, and it finishes pretty light and dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does have a good dry finish to it. And to me, this this is right in the wheelhouse for what we're looking for in terms of a, a porch rocker. Can you uh, give us an ABV on this one? I can. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> 4.5. Oh, okay. So, so that's, it's, it's it, a little bit on the lower. Definitely a little filler. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> yeah. Just okay. slightly lower than the Pizza Boy beer at 13%. <laughs> Damn near triple this if you wouldn't hit it. Sam was shitty with math, so... <laughs> yeah. I, tell you, I tell you what, I definitely... I'm enjoying sipping on this beer. This is a, this is a nice one, especially at 4.5%. I mean, you could, you could drink a bunch of these. And the one thing that I like about this is I've had blueberry beers before where they try to pack as much of that flavor in as possible, yeah. and it just completely ruins the beer. Uh, this is this is a nice balance. It has it still has that fruit flavor, but you can still tell it's it's a beer. Yeah, you can still tell it's a beer, and it's not like it's not very sweet. Right, like, it still has that nice dry taste to it. Which yeah, which again lends to being able to drink a good number of these. Is that uh, you're not going to get like sweet too sick like you would the wild blue. Oh, you know <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the wild blue is one of the worst beers I've ever had in my life. That tastes like you're drinking blueberry cough syrup. <laughs> and I made the mistake of buying an entire case of that one time. Oh. That stuff's like 10%. It was, yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. It's like malt liquor. It's yeah, it, like a it's beer. Exactly, it's, it's a fruit malt liquor. <laughs> oh, God, the wild blue. If we ever try any of, any of those wilds, the wild blue, the wild black, the wild red on this oh. show, I'm quitting. I heard Boone's Farm just started taking wild blue and mixing that, diluting oh, it with water. It. Yeah. <laughs> just cutting it with water till they got to 3%. Boone, Boone's Farm has a lower ABV than the wild blue. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes a lot better. It's like three bucks. Oh, God. So where did you say you got this? This is a Rhode Island beer. This is a Rhode Island beer. Uh, this is from the Newport Storm Brewery, uh, and I was actually able to visit them. Uh, they're in Newport, Rhode Island. If you've never been to Newport, Rhode Island, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, it is a beautiful little town on the on the Rhode Island coast. Uh, they are one of, I believe, two breweries in Newport proper, and there is a third one on the island. Newport is actually on an island in Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, Aquidneck Island, if, if you were interested. Hmm. If you're not interested, you still have that information in your head. Okay. So I've never it's been gone. to the state of Rhode Island. If you have the chance, I want to go, go there, though. Go. I've heard it's really nice. It is a very, very nice state. Uh, the people there are very nice. Uh, it is gorgeous country up in there. Would highly recommend. And uh, 
what I did, I, I was actually up there visiting some family, uh, doing a little road tripping. So while we were doing our road tripping, we did a little exploring of beers of New England. So you went on a little beer-cation? We did do a little beer-cation. Yeah, beer-cation, nice. So um, of all the states uh, that we uh, were able to go through, well, we were able to get beers from Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, uh, and Vermont. Uh, I also have one from Maine sitting in my fridge right now. Uh, I haven't drank that one yet. That's from the good people of Bar Harbor. That is, uh, that is probably going to be drank in the next day or two. Mm. So the only one that I have left is New Hampshire. That's your last of the 13 colonies that, that is, you're trying to pull in? That is the last. Oh, that'd be a good episode. Going through all 13 colonies. That sounds like a good 4th of July episode. That would be fun. We could record different parts of the podcast on the adventure. Everywhere we go, we're recording <laughs> a different like that. segment. Five minutes here, five minutes there. Background noise everywhere. <laughs> we're in a different bar now. Now we're in a different bar. See if you can keep track of where the hell we are. <laughs> are you confused yet? Good, because we're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we're confused, too. Anyway, Adam, what were some of the other uh, places you were able to hit while you were up there? One of the places where I actually got my Connecticut beer uh, was act- actually at a, uh, a very nice steakhouse called 22 Bones. It's right on the right on the harbor. You walk out the door, you walk 15 feet, and you walk right into the bay. And it's still in Rhode Island? It is still in Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, but I was able to get my, my Connecticut beer. Uh, it's actually from Two Roads Brewing. Okay. What were they? Uh, what they uh, what they offered up there was a, a Pilsner. Uh, it's called the Old Factory Pilsner. The reason why it's called the Old Factory Pilsner uh, is twofold. Number one, it they brew it in an old factory. Uh-huh. And, and number two, it is very, uh, very pungent, so it uh, has a very good O-Factory uh-huh. Uh, you know, you know. I get it. Snow, yeah. yeah. So it's a double entendre. Uh, entendre. It, it was uh, very good, very crisp. Okay. Was it your favorite beer that you had while you were up in New England? or No. Okay. So what no. was your favorite My beer? My favorite beer uh, was actually by Newport Storm. It was called their High Test. It was a coffee stout. Uh-huh. That was, was it- good. Was it, it sounds like it might have been a heavy hitter, like eight nine. It was. It uh, you you actually hit it right on the head. Okay. Eight <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Eight uh, percent. When we were there, we were actually able to do go through a, a tasting tour. Took four or five uh, tasters of their beer. Able to take a walk through their facility. Very nice facility. And in addition, uh, if you like rum, they also distill rum there. Yeah, a lot of breweries are getting into that. Uh, they are. I saw that Southern Tier is also getting into that. Yeah, yeah. They're getting into oh, the really? distilling business. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Southern Tier's been distilling for a bit. Hmm, good for them. It, it, and it uh, Rogue, they've been doing it as well. I've seen. I've seen Rogue. What are they? Rogue bourbons, actually. I've seen them actually. Well, they do. Industry. They do. They do oh, bourbon. Okay. They do vodka, and I believe they do something else. But they try to. They kind of flavor it like some of their beers. That sounds hit or miss. I want to check them out because I do mm-hmm. like rogue beers, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. So for for Massachusetts, uh, I actually and, and you might hate me a little bit uh, up front on this. Uh-huh. I actually went with a Sam Adams. Nah, nobody hates you for that. Nobody hates Sam yeah, Adams. That's, that's like going to like. The home of craft beer. That's that like, is true. That's, that's that like is, a pilgrimage. You in want a way. to talk OG? You talk yeah. Sam Adams. Plus, Sam Adams. I mean, they're an interesting brewery. They they come up with some generic stuff, but they also brew some really high end beers that mm-hmm. I know that you can't get around Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, probably very good. So what I had um, was actually a a beer that they only brew for for the Boston area. Okay. It's called their Sam Adams Brick Red. All right. Uh, it's a, it's an Irish red, and I actually had that at um, that was a part of our pilgrimage. Uh, was actually had it at the Cheers Bar. 
Oh, all right. Where everybody so, knows your name. Where everybody knows your name. They still have the wooden Indian. The bull, the, the bull and Finch, the correct? The bull and Finch. That is correct. Good call. Uh, one of one of my buddies. Uh, that was that was one of the things he wanted to do. He didn't care if we had one beer and left, and that's exactly what we did. We went there. We had a beer, had a good time, and then we left. That is off the bucket list, and we had a very good reason why we left. We went across town to Fenway Park. Where we uh, we experienced opening day in Fenway Park, and oh, if you ever get the chance, go. You can just feel the history whenever you walk into the ballpark. Fair it's, enough. Fair enough. Interesting. Did the green monster scare you at all? It did not. Oh, <laughs> good for you. So say the first time I was at Fenway, it scared me a little bit. It was big, <laughs> and it was very green. I don't know what Sam was exactly looking. I'm not at. sure what you're going for either. It was just it a was wall, a big bud. Monster in the outfield. You sure it wasn't the mascot Wally? <laughs> no, it was the big wall in the outfield. Or his little sister Tessie. What? No. Yeah, they have two mascots now. Yeah, it wasn't Tessie. Wally and Tessie. I don't watch baseball, so now you I don't should care. Tessie because Tessie, the Dropkick Murphys actually wrote a song about the Red Sox called Tessie. Oh. And you like the Dropkick Murphys, so you should know that. Yeah, I should. <laughs> you're too busy <laughs> listening to Deli, apparently. <laughs> So there, I actually, and I kind of kind of broke my own rules a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, that is where I had my Vermont beer. Mm-hmm. And that was by Harpoon. Oh, okay. So that, that one I'm cheating a little bit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm we've all had credit for it. Yeah, we've all had Harpoon before. But that's so, fine. Uh, no, it was actually not the Craig. It was uh, the Camp Wanamongo. Oh, the mango. It, was, yeah. it, it is a, a mango pale ale. Uh, somebody else bought it, so you're damn right I drank it. Okay, uh, all right, it was bought for you. That is a great beer. They actually just... What was you it? can La- get that here. Yeah, you can get it. They just released it here again, but I think last year was the first year for it, and that is a fantastic beer. That's a great I think, summer yeah, beer. Yeah, I think you might that be right is, about that. That was, and I'm telling you what, beer. The, the weather at Fenway, absolutely perfect. So drinking that beer, a nice lighter beer, sitting out in the sunshine at Fenway watching baseball. I mean, it doesn't get any American, any more American than that. Uh, the only way it could have been is if you pulled out of the if you pulled out of the stadium in a Corvette with a bald eagle riding shotgun <laughs> screaming and shooting an AR-15. That's the only way it could have been more American. Well, you can go back and have that experience. You can always That's try like, again. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, what's Boston? About 13 hours for Pittsburgh or something? It's NBD. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. So it, it, it was it was very nice to get up into New England, get out into an area, uh, try some beers that I've never tried before, uh, even some breweries I've never tried before. And uh, I know that there's more there. Um, Rhode Island is definitely coming coming along where they have a lot of not even microbreweries, but they're in the Nano and Pico brewery side of things as well. Okay. Which kind of makes sense. Small state, small brewery. Right. I'm wondering, so you said there's only like 10 or 12 maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how long it would take to hit all 10 or 12, like if you could do it in a day. I doubt it. I don't think Rhode Island's that small, is it? And it's not that small, but, I mean, depending on their location to each other. That's true. Ooh, you you probably have to make it a weekend. Okay. I don't think you can pull it off. But that'd be kind of cool to drink an entire state's brewery, you know? Yeah, that would be kind of neat. Maybe, I mean, even saying that you drank an entire state's brewery in a weekend. Right, right, right. Just being able to say that you know that was your vacation. Oh, I drank an entire state's brewery <laughs> selection. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Look into that. <laughs> so it sounds like a challenge. Aha. I say we, I say we issue that challenge. I say we issue a GoFundMe so we can do that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we should contact Untapped too to see if they could make a special badge for that. If you could, mm. try, if you could drink the course of an entire state, all the state, all the breweries in a state in forty-eight like hours, that. you get a badge. Yeah, I like. That. You got forty-eight hours to drink Rhode Island. <laughs> Knock yourself out. 
What do you guys think about this beer? I really enjoyed this one. This was a really easy drinker. It delivered on the flavor that it promised, unlike the other two beers that we had tonight. And it was so... Because it didn't have that god-awful sweetness of other blueberry beers... Wild Blue. It also delivered in every other way that I was kind of looking for for, like, a porch rocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just something that you can hang out with all day long. This this would be a very good hangout beer. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a this is a good good beer for, you know, sitting on your porch and, you know, especially when you, when you want to have, you know, two or three of these beers. And I tell you what, I really I really like the blueberry flavor in this beer. It's not overpowering, it's not too sweet, but it's there and it's there in every sip, which mm-hmm. is which is great for me. I love the flavor. And I tell you what, I have, I have a cardinal rule of drinking, and that is that you should never, ever put fruit in your beer. Because if you really want to achieve those flavors, you should be able to do it while brewing. And I tell you what, if somebody tossed a couple blueberries in this beer for me, I wouldn't even <laughs> complain. I, I feel like that would only enhance the flavor. So, I don't know, I really like it. It's very drinkable, and, you know, to me, a very a very easy drinker on your porch. Something great to have when you come in from cutting your grass or doing some yard work. I like it. I'm completely biased. Okay. I already know that I like this. I already knew that I like this brewery. Um, I had not had this beer before, but uh, I was already biased. I already knew that I was probably going to like it, and I do. Fair enough. Uh, and, and this is right in the wheelhouse for what we're looking for, Porsche Rockers, Grass Cutters. This is what you're looking for, this beer right here. All right, well, why don't you take it to the roundup and tell us where you rank this with the other two beers we've had tonight. Sure. Uh, gold medal, very easy to make that call, is the Newport Storm with their blueberry beer. Especially for this category, what we're looking for, this this is the beer to be looking for uh, in that category. It is the gold standard for what we, we drank tonight. My silver medal, I'm actually going to go with Southern Tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was another good one. Uh, good, light drinker. You can have three or four of these, no problem. Uh, obviously, after you're done cutting the grass. You had mentioned this earlier, it does not deliver on what it says it is, but what it does deliver is a good taste. It, it's just a good beer. Third place, by a wide margin, and I know Sam's probably going to jump across the table at me on this one, but the Pizza Boy, it it didn't to me. It didn't fit the bill for what we're looking for. Okay. And, and yes, I, I understand that um, my point of view is not exactly for IPAs. But even if you take that bias out, I don't believe it was what we were looking for tonight. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not gonna jump across the table. I might just kind of stand on it and kick you in the face, <laughs> <laughs> just like that beer did. Yeah, exactly. So you won't know if you're drinking another <laughs> Archangel or it's just me booting you in the face. <laughs> Sam, what did you think? I thought all of them were pretty good beers. For me, uh, number one is, like you said, the Newport Storm. Uh, oh my god, he beer. went against Pizza Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I did, I did go against Pizza Boy, but uh, look, the Newport Storm was great. I mean, it's a 4.5% drinker, and you know, it's got that nice blueberry flavor, and it's something that I can enjoy multiple of, and something that I would actually go out and purchase. So for me, that one's a no-brainer as well. It takes the cake, it goes in the gold position. Silver, silver for me is going to be the Pizza Boy. You know, it didn't have the peach flavor that I was hoping it did, but at the same time, I didn't hate it. I thought it had a good flavor. You know, at a 13%, I'm probably going to only have one out there on the porch and then switch to something else, but that doesn't mean I don't want it. Um, to me, it had a, had a lot of flavor to it. 
Um, it tasted, it was a little bit on the boozy side, but hey, you know, that's not a bad way to start your day sometimes. So to me, <laughs> start your day, <laughs> sorry, start your drinking day, I should say. <laughs> Don't start your day with that pizza boy. I'll tell you what, if that's what you have the first thing in the morning, you have a problem. <laughs> so yeah, to me, uh, yeah, it's, it had a lot of good flavor and I, I did enjoy it. Last place for me is uh, the Lemon Drop Sun. And I don't want to hate this beer, but I just I just didn't love it that much. It, I really, I feel my opinion would be different if it was a lemon, like Hefeweizen. It just didn't have that wheat flavor for me. And you know, to me, I just don't I just don't want to drink that. I wish it was the I wish it was truly what it said it was, and it it might move up the rankings a bit. Not that it was a bad beer, but I, I wouldn't purchase it, and I don't even think I'd order it at a it, bar. It didn't deliver on what it said it was. Didn't deliver for me, so unfortunately, that's why it's getting the bronze tonight. Steve, what uh, what you putting where? Oh uh, well, let's see. Obviously, I'm gonna go Newport Storm with the blueberry up at the top as the gold medal. That's such a fantastic beer. Like, it really is, especially for a blueberry beer, because blueberry beers in general are a minefield when you're <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to find a good one. But this one does everything right. You know, it gives you the great blueberry smell, gives you a good blueberry flavor all throughout the beer. It's not too sweet. It's, you know, dry, as we've already mentioned over and over. I'm not going to harp on it. <laughs> Silver, I'm a little more confused. Confused? Confused. On the Why one are hand. You confused? Well, <laughs> I will tell you guys. <laughs> on the one hand, the, the Lemon Drop Sun, you know, as been mentioned, it doesn't deliver on what it says it is. It doesn't taste like a wheat beer to me. And I don't have much lemon flavor there, but it's still a very easy drinker. Like, I just kind of wish they called it something else at this point. But it's still definitely a beer that fits into that porch rocker grass chopper Mm -hmm. category that I could have a number of, you know, and still enjoy my time with it. On the other hand, I didn't like it as much as the Pizza Boy beer, but I don't think the Pizza Boy beer fits into that category. So it comes down to... Better beer versus better fit. Right. What's he going to do, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Stay tuned. Next week on episode no, 7. No, no, no. Decision. no. No, no, We'll settle it now. We'll settle it now. I, I'm going to go with the lemon drop as the silver. Uh, even though it doesn't deliver on everything it says, uh, it's still just a, a much more better fit for you know what we're drinking tonight. The Pizza Boy beer is still really good, and I like it more than the lemon drop. I just... Can't imagine myself relaxing with this beer. <laughs> no, you can't relax with that beer. It, it is there's so so much bold flavor in it, you know. And even though it, it also fails to deliver on the peach flavor, it's such a it's a really good beer with a really good flavor to it. But I just can't call it as something that you want to take out on the porch with you unless you want to jump right out of your chair again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it sounds like it settled. The uh, the Newport Storm was far and away. Uh, Absolutely. The, the best beer of the bunch tonight. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So if, good job, Newport Storm. <laughs> if you're in Rhode Island or headed up that way, definitely stop at Newport Storm and see what's up. It's, they, it's definitely <laughs> worth it. And they have other beers there as well that are, that are just as good, if not better, than this blueberry beer. Well, then I'll take your word for it. I believe you. <laughs> And we all know what happens in Enola, Pennsylvania, if you're ever there. So we don't we don't need to continue to talk about that. Oh boy. <laughs> and southern southern tier spans a, a great reach. Yeah. In New York, Pittsburgh, and a plethora of other states. There, there isn't much going on in Lakewood. Uh, they, they've got an engine plant and they've got a lake. That's about it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, check out the the Lemon Drop Sun for yourself. It's 
I think it's relatively new. Yeah, and especially that's to be our the area. One that's most widely available yeah. to listeners outside of the Northeast. Yeah. So definitely give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. It's it's still a good beer. It just might not deliver the way right. you want it. Yeah. Form your own opinion. Yeah. Uh, with that, I would like to say uh, you can find all of us on the social media by searching Hot Nation USA. That'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find our SoundCloud profile the same way, and find us on iTunes by searching Hot Nation USA. Uh, Leave us a review and leave us five stars. You know, a nice review is always helpful and helps us grow. It helps me sleep at night, too. Yeah. It makes me feel good. More <laughs> Help, cuddlies. Helps, helps us grow as a show and helps Adam sleep well. <laughs> Email us your happy hour places at hopnationusa at gmail.com. Let us know where your favorite happy hour is. And if you don't want to do that, uh, you can uh, just tweet us. You can also send us pretty pictures on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. All right, yeah. then. These guys don't know much about Instagram. I'm learning. I'm not Instagram literate. <laughs> All right. So with that, we're done with episode six. Go check out Iron Fist. Go check out all these beers we just mentioned. I don't know what I want to say about Guy Fieri, but nothing. Nothing no. good will come of it. No, all we're right. done talking about Guy Fieri. No, good. All right. We're out of here, then. We'll see you for episode seven. <laughs> <laughs>